Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back, and we have Vince Finelli. Just to tell those people out there that are listening by phone, the Listen Live number, which I pay for on Zeno Live, once I've uploaded the show, which I do usually within an hour after, onto Deagle-Network, is uh, the Zeno Radio Line 605-562-6443. That's 605-562-6443. And you can listen to the more recent shows and they continue to see replay. If you want to call in with a question on any show except the first hour Friday, we sometimes lately have had people calling in more often than not on the first hour Friday. It's not an hour that we take questions because we're answering your questions to our order line, 888-212-8871, or by email. The caller line is 877-317-6432. Now, uh, we talked about this on the show with Jonathan Gray, Will You Survive? His book is available over at BeforeUs.com. And to help us survive, when the supply chain breaks down, we have Vince Finelli. Vince, what's our topic today? Well, I've got several topics. Um, I think they're, these are topics that you, I don't think I've ever heard anyone discuss on the radio. One of the topics is a battery desulfator. Another one is whole house UPS, uninterruptible power. Another one is whole house surge protection. Another one is magnetic drain plugs. And and I can tell you how inexpensive these are when we get to each one of these topics. Yeah, yeah. and Another, by the way, send me the links on each of these technologies so I can post them up. Now, I, I want to get Vince, uh, I want to get back, uh, Rich Shaven back, because he would t- mention something about a uh, Spessor-type battery Currently, the 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 it's not the deep cycle, but the superficial cycle battery is already available. They can recharge pretty quickly. If he's telling the truth, and there's actually a deep cycle version of this uh, silicon salt battery, which apparently works at all temperatures. Apparently, the uh, nickel uh, iron battery, which is built by Doctor by Edison, which by the way he made more more money on it than he did with a light bulb. It was used in mines and so on. These batteries, if you properly 
flush them, they uh, literally will last you for centuries. They just mm-hmm. don't wear out. And we do have the people <clears throat> that make the batteries here in America that have the patents. There's a kind of a knockoff version made in China, but it turns out it's a German company that the electroplating company in China is kind of uh, scamming the system by electroplating with the technology which they use to make typical batteries part of the day and then to make the nickel-iron plated batteries. They're not a full nickel-iron battery like the ones that are made by the, uh, the people we're in contact in Montana. Uh, they're coming back online because they have enough pre-orders now for millions of, of dollars of pre-orders. They'll be available in the next probably month or two to start fulfilling those. So um, the only thing about nickel-iron batteries is they apparently don't operate as well at really deep temperatures like 30 or 40 below which uh, Rich Shaben talked about, but you have these other issues, and they're issues that when the supply chain goes, mm-hmm. because, and, I, and I've said this is not my opinion, although I do have an opinion on lots of stuff. This is a thus saith the Lord. This is the first year of the apocalypse. By apocalypse, I mean the unveiling. All hell, all types of what I call bad things are going to start happening this year. Economic chaos, geoclimatic chaos, volcanoes, earthquakes, supply chain. There's a contraction of credit, so farmers are not planting their crops and they're not and they're killing their flocks. People know that the supply chain is not stable. Don't assume because Trump has cut regulations and going to repatriate trillions that the economy is going to stay stable. Greenspan has stated that that you know uh, the there's bubbles, bubbles everywhere. And I honestly think before the end of this year either by chance or on purpose, because they have two options, kill Trump or kill the economy. And the globalists are not doing so well at killing Trump, so they're going to try to kill the economy. And that means the supply chain is going to go to hell. And if you aren't ready for what's going to happen, whether it's an EMP attack or uh, a economic chaos or a trade war with China, you're going to be in a state of shock when the supply chain becomes zero. For example, I just ordered some jacks from a company called Excel. Uh, for my little experiment with the Lumen Photon, and I thought it was an American supply company. It turns out they're shipping from Shenzhen, China. And people need to know this. Now, all the step-down transformers for our power grid, which is extremely fragile now and could be hacked into, are entirely 100% manufactured in China. So if the Chinese are ticked with us and don't like us, they just won't ship. So if our power grid goes down because some idiot decides to hack it or it just has an accident or a coronal mass ejection from the sun, uh, or even the smart grid, because remember, smart grid generates surges of power, which can not only cause fires in your home, it can burn out equipment, which is why you're talking about power surge protection. That's why in the, sta- in the province of, Al- uh, of Saskatchewan, it's against the law to have smart meters, because they cause fires. They don't just give you a bad day or cause electropollution. They actually can make your house or your business burn down, or power lines. So let's get into all of this stuff because people need to start realizing this is the first year of the unveiling of just how evil it's going to get. And as I say, when war looks almost certain, noxious peace will break up, which means the tribulation is not far beyond us, is it? You know, you left so many openings, <laughs> for, uh, so many segues. Well, uh, one thing you, you mentioned uh, was the president, and I'd like to just address that. So there are actors right now who are blaming the president, meaning the president of the United States, for not caring about the second Valentine's Day massacre. 
You know, the first right. one was in the 1920s. So they're right to blame the president, but they, they're blaming the wrong president. What The person that they should be blaming is their school board president for not for not acting appropriately to protect the students. Not the president of You're the United States. You're talking about what happened yesterday with this the young boy. Yeah. But yes. in Cruz. Now, I call it pre-crime, and again, I made a dissertation on this an hour or two, but I'll summarize again. I call it three M's. Metadata, including social media. Money, if you're buying a lot of guns or, you know, you know, smoke grenades. And mental health. And if they had looked at the state, including the FBI, said he was on the radar. It's like, well, why didn't you pick the kid up? Why didn't you put him into civil detention? Why don't we have an institute for pre-crime, not only federal, but state and city? Why didn't the schools... When the kid, when they interviewed the kids, they said, oh, yeah, if anybody was going to do this event, it was this kid. And why is it a big surprise when the kid gets into school? How did he get into school, 3,200? Don't they have some ID system so you can't get into school unless you have an identification? Uh, there's so many ways that this shows abject incompetence of the school board and the policing authorities and the FBI. It's disgusting. And it's not a matter of registering guns. It's a matter of registering and monitoring people. Okay? The answer is really simple. Yeah. The the answer is really simple. So simple, it's like a slap in the face. Like, ah, don't you get it? Well, here's here's one very simple uh, uh, answer to this. I have a concealed carry permit, but I don't need it anymore because Missouri now allows uh, anyone uh, to carry a firearm with no questions asked. Anyone. Okay? So, but let's assume that uh, some states aren't uh, as... um, Permissive of right. our uh, God-given liberties. Okay, so let's let's um, get the school boards to talk with those employees who are in that school district. That's all school districts across the country, every county. They know who their employees are. They can say, okay, let's have a meeting with the employees. How many of you have uh, concealed carry permits? That means you've been trained, you've passed a test, you've been vetted by your sheriff. As someone who's mentally competent, you can uh, demonstrate proficiency with a firearm, and uh, you're a good citizen. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten a concealed carry permit. You've already been inspected, detected, and approved. So those people who are already employees, they get extra training by their sheriff. Okay? Then what happens is they they're are in they're school. Since, they're since, uh, deputized by the sheriff. That's correct. They're in school right now. Okay, they're uh, in the uh, in the parking lot. They're at directing traffic. They're on the roof doing maintenance. They're uh, the janitors. They're the teachers. They're administrators. The secretaries, all walks of life. So now, the entire country is put on notice. We don't know who's carrying a gun, but there are guns in the school, and those guys are going to defend themselves and the lives of the employees and the students. So you want to come in here and start shooting? It's not going to last long. We're going to take care of it right then, right right now. Exactly. That's my plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Fits perfectly with my plan. It's a godly plan. It's an American Second Amendment right plan. It's a plan where you register people, not guns. How's that? It's a- The thing that I'd like to see is I'd like to see the, the stop of the di- of the opposite sides of dialectic. The Republicans don't want gun registration, which is good. Uh, the the left and the Democrats and the right Republicans are idiots. They think that gun registration will solve the problem. 
And the globalists are terrified of the public. And I'm just going to run down through some non-lethal systems. And I, I'm not just going to post it out there, but I, which I will. But I'm also, if people contact me, I'll give them a few more details. But here's a rundown of some of the lethal and non-lethal systems that I've had up for years. Started with John Moore years ago, uh, interviewed on the show. And it's, uh, you can actually have a membership on our uh, wellness conditions. You go down to the 10-plus prepper uh, things for self-protection. Uh, <clears throat> a ball-bearing accelerator weapon, use an air compressor. You can use air compressor tanks that you use, let's say, for diving. They can just be air. They don't have to be oxygen, usually air. Um, and you sight the ball bearings so they fly at, say, 10 to 20 times the speed of a bullet. So they'll go through armor plating or a three-level body armor like it's butter. Uh, a linear accelerator uh, gun, which you can wire up yourself in a couple hours, that uses welder's flux as the fluid that's run into the linear accelerator tube that creates a linear accelerator plasma weapon that could hit a target at thousands of degrees and could cut a man in half at a mile or more. Uh, a uh, <clears throat> EMP weapon where you simply use foil and leather and other things and a way of building a supercapacitor so you can just aim it in a specific direction and anything electronic within miles in that direction has been fried, including a lot of the advanced guns that the military and SWAT teams use. A, um, we just talked about it already. You could create a a non-lethal system where you actually create something like a uh, capsule you use with an accelerator uh, air compressor gun like the one I talked about for ball bearings, or you can make a shotgun shell <coughs> where the shell has habanero pepper oils in it, and if it hits the target, it doesn't kill them, but it's hot. It's like, have a nice hot day, <laughs> whether it's your eyes or the vapor occurs around you. Um, I know how to make what's called a tuned harmonic resonant weapon. You aim it in a direction like a phaser like Star Trek, and if it hits them, you can point in a direction for hundreds of yards, 1,000 yards, and it'll make anybody in that line of fire seizure like hell, banging their head and falling to the ground, baking their teeth or whatever, but they're not dead. So there's lots of weapons that we can develop, and the stupid government ultimately wants to control us. They want to control our cash. They want to control that we take vaccines. They want to be the parent of all our children. In states like California, they think that they can make, quote, mandatory vaccines like I said to the school nurse years ago, three years ago, for my daughter, if you try to give a daughter, my daughter a vaccine for Gardasil, I have a vaccine for you, but it contains lead. And then I said, you know, and they looked at me like, you're not serious. I said, well, don't try me, okay? Because, you know, but then I gave him a long lecture about how vaccines are toxic. How many toxic vaccines do you think are causing autism and autoimmune disease and pseudotumor cerebri and, and narcoleptic spells and so on? It's disgusting. And we're put up with crap from unqualified people who want to dominate us who don't know anything. It's ridiculous. I mean, <clears throat> don't assume that your public officials or your government or even your medical profession or your dental profession knows anything of what they're doing. The military is still getting mercury amalgams in our young vets, and they should have stopped decades ago. I did the research almost 40 years ago with Dr. Vimy and the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons threatened to pull my license for just giving equations and technology to approval, which now the European Academy of Dentistry has made it outlawed in 27 countries. You can't use mercury. But here in the military, we still poison our troops. So if you're a person, you have to ask questions and don't trust anybody except Vince Finelli and Dr. Deagle. How's that? And our affiliates. <laughs> because we're godly people and we're your big brother, and we're trying to prepare you because... The, the chain of 
production and distribution of anything you need, including food, the uh, the New World Order and their cyborgs and autonomous killer robots is common. If you think it's just a sci-fi film, you're an idiot and you're going to die hard. Look at the movie with Bruce Willis. You're going to die hard. It's not going to be funny. Let me share a story with you. You remember the name Art Bell? Yes. A broadcaster? Okay. I love Art Bell. And I just I just think he was just excellent in, in just about every respect. Uh, he's a preparedness-minded guy. And anyway, at one time, well, he lived in Pahrump, um in the desert, in the high desert. And he was under siege by the news crews. And they wanted to get information on him. So they camped out on the property across the road from him. The guy who owned the property let the news crews camp out, and it kind of frosted Art Bell, and he talked about this. So I'm not relaying any stories that uh, aren't public. So anyway, so the, the news crews were, were even using night vision cameras to kind of track what Art Bell was doing. So if he went out during the day, he was on camera. If he went out at night, he was on camera. He just was frosted. So what he did was he went out at night, and then the, the cameras with the night vision trained on him, and then he drew out his 1,500, uh, 1,500,000 candle power searchlight, handheld, and they were, the cameras were all trained on him, and he just lit them up and blew the, <laughs> the cameras with this high-powered light. Simple as that. So what you're talking about, and you have to figure out what the enemy's doing. And then there are countermeasures that are really simple. And that's just one of them. And it shut down the news crew. They gave up. They gave up because they knew that this guy was pretty darn smart. So the topic of today is is something that I think is really neat. I've got one of these in my hand right now. I just uh, The reason I have it in my hand is just before this broadcast, I went out and uh, disconnected it from my truck. This is called a battery desulfator. Another word for this, or another term might be battery rejuvenator. Right. This is and a little... It, you mentioned it's a pulsating machine. Yeah. That pulls the, the, the sulfates off the electrode terminals, right? So please continue. What happens in a battery, they charge and discharge. And there are lead plates that are sandwiched in, uh, in a... Uh, an acid solution, sulfuric acid solution. And what happens when you charge and discharge them, these plates get coated with, um, oh, it's analogous to a grill getting, you know, crust on the grill that you have to scrape off, you know, to, to use the grill the next time. Well, it's kind of like that. So, but you can't get in there and scrape the, this goo off your lead plates in your battery. They're not serviceable. But let's, let's move to another part of this. So when you buy a battery, they have like a 36-month warranty or 48 or 60, 72 or 84 months. But if you have a battery that's guaranteed 36 or 84 months, regardless of what, it, what it's guaranteed for, how long does it last? It only lasts three years, regardless of what the guarantee is. So we know that batteries don't last as long as their warranties, for the most part. So if the supply chain fails, we're looking at replacing batteries every three years, but where are you going to get them? The answer is really simple. You can get a battery desulfator. This unit that I have in my hand is about the size of a deck of cards. It has uh, about 18 inches worth of cables, a red and a black, and it has these uh, battery charger-type clips or clamps. And all you do is raise the hood and attach the red to the positive, 
the black lead to the negative, and, and instantly the display will light up and tell you how many volts it is reading from that battery. And then another light will light up, a red light, and it will show you the pulsating, which is blasting off the sulfate from the plates. And when we come back, I can tell you how long this takes and about what it costs, and, and you can figure out for yourself whether it makes sense or not. And, and where do you buy it? And uh, send uh, me those links yeah. there. Be all posted okay. up. Sure. Excellent. Helping you uh, continue the supply chain to the day of the apocalypse. How's that? Sulfators are good because down the road you may not be able to get batteries. Uh, mm-hmm. And people say, well, that, that can't happen. It won't happen to society. Look, it's only a matter of time. We're not going to put a timeline. In fact, one of the things I got last year in prayer was, don't ask me, Deagle, because I'll tell you. In other words, <laughs> it's going to be bad. You don't want to know. You'll carry that. And you might even be dumb enough, which I am qualify, to tell other people and scare the hell out of them. Now, a lot of people already don't have much hope. They they don't think somebody's going to have, be there to help them with their health or spiritually or even tell them what to prep up because society will crash. So almost nobody's preparing. I say it's under 5% of the population are preparing even yeah, a little I bit. The, I think you're off by a factor of, well, I think I think it's a half of 1%. I know that, but I, I'm being sarcastic when I say 5%. Okay, because okay. By preparing, I mean they've got an extra 10 bottles of water in their closet. Oh, okay. They don't have, yeah, 5%. Yeah, in, in 5%. other words... Wait, I'm talking about they're doing something. They got a few extra yeah. cans of no, I agree. soup in their in their pantry, or uh, you know a box of, of beans. Uh, they consider that prepping. Uh, they don't yeah. have anything back for backup power. They don't have even self protection in their home. They don't even mm-hmm. have like a bunch of cans hanging on a wire around their property. So if the cans go clink 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 clink, somebody's trying to get in who shouldn't be in. You know, if you're out in the country, it might be an animal. But it might be people, especially if the power goes up and people are hungry after a few days. They're going to think, hey, I think somebody's got extra cans of soup in his pantry. They're going to come looking for it. And if you've got a lot of stuff because it's been knowledgeable, you're a real prepper, you're like the piece of raw meat and you got rot water. So I'll say, hey, uh, this guy's got, he's prepped. He's got food. You can be like the gourmet Armageddon. I call it gourmageddon. Do you like that, gourmageddon? You know, you're saying something that, that made me chuckle. And uh, as, as you were discussing this, I was thinking about, you know, when you go to those places and they say, wait here for the next person so you don't invade their privacy, like if you're uh, registering for a medical appointment, they have two little feet. And, right. and so whenever I see them, I, I, I align my feet right on them. And I say, is that, is that okay? Am I aligned up right? But what yeah. I'm, where I'm going with this is I'm thinking that I should have two of those in the several spots that I think when we get invaded, people are going to uh, go to because those they think will have the most cover. And I think I should put those feet right there so that, and, and uh, on them I should say, put your feet here and you are now, now in my scope. <laughs> right where those, right where those uh, spots are that they think would give them the most cover, the most protection. But back to the battery desulfator. So we think that they're going to last, our batteries are going to last uh, a lot longer than they do. Now, in right. my case, here's the economics in my case. So we have a backhoe, we have a bulldozer, uh, we have trucks that have two batteries each. So I counted them up, and we have about 30. 
30 batteries, and if they last on the average of three years each, we'll be buying uh, 10 batteries a year at $100 a piece. That's $1,000 just in batteries from now on, forever, right. which is totally unacceptable. So for about $30, I bought one of these battery desulfators. All you do, literally, is got two wires, and you just hook up these two battery clamps to your battery. So you pull in Friday night from uh, from work, you raise the hood. If you put it in the garage, great. If you, if you leave it outside, just raise the hood, put the two clips on with this device that's the size of a deck of cards, 18-inch uh, wire leads. Uh, light, uh, gently close the hood and, uh, but you know, leave it so that you know that this thing's under the hood so you don't drive away and, and tangle up your fan and the wires. But, and you just let it, um, blast away and clean up your battery. Now, how long does it take? Well, the answer is it takes about one day per pound of battery to clean it up. So if you have a battery that weighs 50 pounds, you're looking at 50 days. Now, why does it take so long? Well, it took a couple of years to get to the point where you need to desulfate your battery. So what I do is I have, uh, I've got like four or five of these things, and they are different capacities. And what I'm saying is they blast the battery at different rates. Well, the small one takes like forever, and those are the ones that are $20. But if you spend tw- uh, about $10 or $12 more, you'll be able to get one that's really cool. And it has a little voltmeter built in. It'll tell you the starting voltage of your battery before you, you know, just bef- uh, before it starts blasting away. And um, so I just rotate them. These things are running 24 hours a day on some battery, all of them. So if a tractor's sitting idle, it's got a desulfator on it. The bulldozer's sitting idle, it's got a desulfator on it. And, the, and trucks, whatever we have, our batteries are being cleaned up. And I think it's a great way to double the life of your battery. Now, if you have one that's almost shot, it'll help it. But the idea is to to desulfate it before that point. Okay? And it really works. So that's my thought on a real quick tip that hardly anybody talks about. Well, nobody talks about it on the radio. So that's called a battery desulfator. D-E-S-U-L-P-H-E. And you can buy them basically at eBay, Amazon, Mm -hmm. Jet.com. You can buy them easily or your local hardware store. They're just there, and they're not expensive there, but they're going to be very valuable. Figure $30. Yeah, Yeah, 30 bucks. So they're well worthwhile. Now, um, what's the other thing? We talked about this a few weeks ago, the uninterrupted power supply. Power surges are bad. If you've got a chronal mass ejection or an EMP pulse from North Korea, it may not just damage the power grid. It may damage your equipment, including your big screen TV, your t- computers, or other things. You don't want that surge coming down and frying equipment. So you want to you can go to Let's EMF and put a net in your attic and then put a one wire, one wire, not two, down into the ground. But you also want to have power surge protection for the stuff coming in the power lines because if the power lines dump a whole lot of power surge into your home, it can fry you know dimmer switches, step down transformers, computers, all kinds of stuff. Totally separate from an EMP coming externally to your house, and usually they'll descend through the roof. So if you get one in the roof, that's good. You're going to stop that. But stuff coming in the power line, either from North Korea or another, you know, rogue nation like, you know, uh, the mullahs in Iran, I call them, you know. Actually, after, uh, this is a little joke, after uh, Obama gave them all that money, they had more mullah. 
to do more bad stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, you're talking about whole house uh, surge protection. Uh, I've got a story to tell. One of the things that uh, that we do on the morning broadcast is we, we tell stories. These are these are not fibs. These these are real things that have happened. So here's a story. Back in the uh, in the early 1980s, um, I was I had a job at a bank and and uh, I was in charge of computer systems, the, the small ones, like personal computers up to uh, super mini computers. That that was my bailiwick. Right. And I was very concerned about my equipment, if you will, under my supervision, being destroyed by surges. And what I, what I know for a fact is that if you live in a city, you're less likely to have damage of electronic equipment than if you live in the country. And here's my theory about why that is. There are more grounds in the city than there are in the country. There are more places to absorb the lightning, if you will, uh, that hop on uh, the lightning that hops on power lines that travels to the ground, there's more places for that lightning to go to the ground in the city than in the country. Okay, So, for example, if lightning's around me, um, if it's near me, it has to travel a mile to get to my neighbor. So, if, you know, if it's overhead, I'm going to get it. Or if it's over his farm, he's going to get it rather than me. Well, <clears throat> here's what I did. I... Uh, I did a lot of research on on, uh, on uh, surge protection, and I called up the an emerging company that I thought was really cool. It was called American Power Conversion. Now, this is not a commercial. This is kind of an endorsement. Um, American Power Conversion trades under the name APC. They were bought out by Snyder Electric, which I think is another great company. But be that as it may, when I, I called the engineering people, and I said, I've got a question for you. You guys make surge protectors. You know, they plug in the wall, and they've got some outlets on them and a switch. Well, they protect anything above 330 volts. So if 331 volts comes in, this surge protector is going to lock it down and not let that through to the equipment. Okay. So my question is, and it's a really neat question, I think, what happens to downstream equipment not connected to that surge protector but on the same branch from the uh, breaker panel? What happens to them? And I'll tell you that when we come back. Yeah. These are practical things. Is it a uh, uh, post of a uh, black swan event? How's that? Fully cooked, ready to eat. Let's uh, continue with this dialogue. This is important because people should realize we're giving what's called gray swan advice to plan to prevent a black swan event happening in your home if there's a power surge from a CME, a cyber attack, or an EMP caused by somebody like North Korea or or Venezuela. Because, by the way, Venezuela is on the radar scope. That's why they're on the eight-nation cutoffs that can't just automatically waltz into America. And uh, I'm one of the primary whistleblowers for that situation down there. And when Donald Trump and his administration fully investigate, they're going to find 
chock-a-block full of nuclear weapons from Russia and China, troops and Navy and nuclear subs and everything. It's worse than the Korean uh, than the than the Korean situation right now in some ways because it's south of us, who's in real close strike distance, and people are not prepared at all to deal with something. Our society is completely unprepared to even deal with a depression like 1929 uh, because we are not. Like back then, 75% of people were within 5 to 20 miles of a farm. That's not the situation now. There's no block, you know, backup food like in the early 1980s. There's chain of supply of even electronics to actually protect your home or even the power grid comes from China. I mean, these are our potential enemies. This is really stupid what we've done, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, you know, I was looking at the clock. Being on the radio with you goes really fast. We, we've blown through 49 minutes, three seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, here's, <laughs> boy, it goes fast. So here's a really, here's a really fun uh, tip. So I called American Power Conversion and I asked them about their uh, surge protection strips. And I said, well, okay, so if I've got an outlet on a circuit, okay, so coming from the breaker panel, in the house or in the in the company. We'll just use a house, for example, because most people would want to relate this story to their house. So if we have an, an outlet, and that's the first outlet in uh, in a room, and then daisy chained right off that one is the second outlet, then the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. So we have six outlets in one room. Okay. If we plug that surge protection strip into the first outlet, and we plug our phone into it, and we plug our computer into it, and our monitor, and maybe even our printer, and then we go, you know what, we really, if we could just plug a couple other devices in the other side of the room and outlet number six, that'd be great, but we don't have a surge protector for that. Will the surge protector that's plugged into the first outlet protect the remaining outlets in that room? And I asked him that, and he said, wow, no one's ever asked us that question before, but that's a good question. We need to find out, because we don't know. So they called me back a week later, and they said, you know what, it does, but, but... If the surge protector protects um, from 331 volts on up, or higher than 331, um, you have to add 75 more volts to the outlets downstream. So outlets number 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 will be protected at the level of 330 volts plus 75. Not as good, but they're still protected way better than they would be if you did not have the surge protector in the first outlet. Now... Let's move on to a really cool way of protecting your whole house. What you do is, if you want, and this is what I did when I lived in Virginia, I took an electrical box, a receptacle, and a very short uh, piece of Romex, 12-2 with ground, which is 20-amp Romex. And I put that right below the breaker panel. And I wired it in with the shortest wires possible. Then I plugged in a surge protector. And I left it there, powered on. Now, that protected half the house. Half the house was protected just by doing that. Now, if you, if you find, if you look at your breaker panel, or if you just go to the Internet and you look up how 240-volt um, breaker panels are wired, you'll see that there's a, a red wire, a black wire, and a white wire. Now, between the white wire and the black wire is 120 volts. Between the red wire and the white wire is 120 volts. So if you can figure out two breakers, one above the other, if you put your surge protector on those 
two circuits that have a breaker, one above the other, you'll be on the red wire and the black wire, and you will fully protect your whole house with just plugging in a surge protector, powering that surge protector on, and leaving him running. That's it. It's as simple as that. And it works. It's the coolest thing. And you don't need an electrician to do that. You just need yeah. to find the closest outlet to your breaker panel. Yeah, what it does is it grabs the surge and re- doesn't give total protection, but it reduces the, the potential damage. And Way, way, uh, way better than none. <clears throat> right. Now, how, what do you think, what would you give a, a statistical or a betting number of the likelihood, say, in the next uh, 10 months or 10 years, of an EMP, either from CME, an attack by a rogue nation like North Korea or Iran, or uh, just a power surge caused by somebody doing a cyber hack. What do you think the likelihood is? I don't. I don't know those things, and I, I can't even <clears throat> guess. However, that doesn't mean I'm not prepared. Well, for let, it. let me give you some guesses. Okay. I, I am. Throw, I am prepared I, I, for it. I want to throw some numbers out there. I'm going to break them into okay. three things. The chances of a CME in the next ten years is virtually guaranteed from the sun. Yeah, because we're overdue. We're overdue. We're overdue. We're overdue. The Harrington event, which happened back in uh, what was that? The 18. 18- 1859. 59, 1859. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, but that Harrington event, we had a similar event that happened about one-third of the power back in the 1980s that hit northern Quebec. And because of the long chain of power lines up to the James Bay Hydro Project, it blew the hell out of a lot of power lines themselves because they acted as inductors. And so now they've changed the way they connect power lines together in a long chain so they don't act as an inductive coil to receive the CMA. But the chances are, number one, virtually 100%. So the next 10 years, we're going to get hit with a CME. Secondly, second class is North Korea. North Korea basically now has two options. They have either continue saber-rattling and building bigger and better weapons, which they've been able to hit us for at least two years, or play nice. Now, the chances of North Korea playing nice are really slim because North Korea is the bad dog of China, Russia, and other rogue nations and bankers and members of the PLA that want to threaten us on the one side and then buy our theaters and sell us popcorn and the others. So you have to understand the chances in the next 10 years or it's 10 months of North Korea doing something bad, which would be the first thing they'd try to do is probably not a nuke attack, but an EMP attack. I would say I put it about a 30, anywhere from 25 to 50% chance in the next year. Let's say between now and Christmas. That's not good. In the next five years, it's a virtual guarantee that they're going to do something because if we haven't defanged them during the first term of Donald Trump's administration, we're going to have a hell of a time defanging them once they actually have a delivery system, weapons, and they frighten the government, our government, into not doing anything. In other words, inaction on the part of Donald Trump to take immediate action not only with trade attacks and decertifying banks and people that give money and microchips to North Korea, uh, just cutting off their oil or food supplies is not the answer. Cutting off all their bankers' supplies of money, microchips and other fact things they need to build these damn things might work. <clears throat> the fact is China doesn't want to play ball because they think we're stupid and the first sign that we're not stupid is Donald Trump has hit him with a trade war and tariffs on solar panels and washing machines. So the first shot across the bow and then in response to that China has said to say we're not buying your damn bonds anymore America have a nice day. Now this is not good. So uh, one of the great one events I think may turn black this year is a trade war with China. I, ver- I think it's a virtual guarantee because if we haven't defanged North Korea by, the, by Christmas next, this year, it's almost certain we'll have some kind of a trade war, and it usually will mean 
we'll have giant tariffs against Chinese goods, and they won't buy our stuff. Including right now, they're buying beef. They should be buying our cars and other stuff because they get an $800 billion deficit with us, which is killing our budget and increasing our multi-trillion dollar debt. So, And the third thing is cyber hacking. They have a thing called the Tianjin Blue Army. Have you heard of it before? Well, I know that they cyber hack. Yeah, well, the army is 250,000 programmers and hackers in just one city. This is the primary city for the Tianjin Blue Army. A quarter million hackers sitting at computer desks with little PLA uniforms on, hacking into our power grid, our Internet, our military command, our corporations. And if you do business in China, there's three things you got to do. Number one, you can't own more than 51%. You have to transfer your technology to them, and you have to allow their factories to make knockoff products. So if you don't think these events are going to happen... If you heard my calculus just now, it's a guarantee, power surges, blackouts, and the government is continuing to do smart grid. Donald Trump should have stopped the damn thing. Smart grid needs to stop. It makes us more vulnerable to hacking, doesn't it? Amen. And one other thing, mistakes. Somebody could accidentally do something, hit the button, enter the, the wrong key, and a mistake could trigger that's a, what happened. A that's what happened in Arizona when the power had problems with the generators over in San Onofre. Somebody in Arizona hit the wrong keystroke, and it burned out those stepped out those uh, those steam turbine 820 million apiece. Hitachi Industries generator. Nutramedical's new True Silver is a new Angstrom Silver wrapped in hydrogen and with a liposomal enzymatic envelope to deliver to target tissues. It will kill all viruses, bacteria, parasites, and pathogens. It goes through the biofilm with an amazing new technology developed by Dr. Bill at Nutramedical.com. You can get this amazing new nutraceutical, which is non-toxic for the eye, respiratory tract, or nose, or skin, at Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or our order line, 888-212-8871. This new technology releases the silver ion to stimulate not only killing pathogens, but stimulates tissue regeneration and stem cell activation. It is thousands of times stronger than any colloidal or onyx silver uh, complex, and uh, with its enzymatic liposomal envelope, delivers it to the target tissues with very small dosages.